up, people, and welcome to Rapalanius, the show that displays what hip-hop innovates so the mind can appreciate. Today's segment is Rhyme in Review, Denzel Curry's Blood In and Blood Out playlist. We hope you enjoy the show. Welcome to the Rap Rebuttal, the hip-hop debate show, where we debate artists, albums, lyrics, versus songs we have rhyme in the review which we are doing today sometimes we have guests and did i say this is the rap rebuttal i did this is the rap rebuttal but today this is rhyme in review yes and i got my rapalanius crew with mm-hmm. me um shout out to newark.fm today we got our engineer we got we got our guest engineer special guest engineer. special <laughs> guest engineer, guest engineer. Mm-hmm comes around from time to time the with weekend, the starburst <laughs> that boy ryan not Shout sharing out. though <laughs> you're not sharing no them starbursts are gone you <laughs> hungry over there he is hungry <laughs> <laughs> say yo you're not sharing he's dead staring at those you star- like i blinked those starbursts was like that they were gone man but shot <laughs> that was like that ooh snack like I ain't even know bro. nah nah it's like Marshawn Lynch he needs them it's like Skittles for him you know you Yo, keep going I can't, I can't eat Skittles I'm just I'm just fuck my mouth up mm. <laughs> Yo. um but yeah, shout out to you Ryan thank you for engineering for us today um I got my guys with me it's been a little second but I got my man Spanish Fly aka Baby Jesus aka Ecuadorian Killmonger aka Mr. Suave Mente aka everybody's favorite villain the Bronx Disputer Angelo Rodan thank you Dean for that once again another great intro Ooh. another day yeah. and I got my man Black aka the Bayesian T'Challa aka DJ Jamaica aka DJ Chubby Bear, aka DJ Chill Bear from Jamaica Queens Blake Odom thank you thank you I, I guess you forgot about the quiet storm but you know that nah, so not, that's for special not, occasions for special occasions oh, okay okay We're I chilling understand. today it's I a regular understand. day yeah um but yeah oh and I'm your host Dean but you know I'm let them say that <laughs> what you weren't supposed to do that. What I you wasn't, but you Look know. At you. Damn. <laughs> you ready, Disputer? All right. So we have here our host who, who thankfully introduced both me and my my fellow other co-host. Oh, yes, because you're looking to you're looking to say some shit, but you didn't know if you if you if you was if you was facing right, it today. All right, all right. So we have Durag Deem, aka the Brooklyn Mbaku, aka. It's steamy, baby. Thank you, thank you, thank you, guys. And today, like I said before, this is an episode of Rhyming Review. Can I say it's one of you guys' favorite artists? Because it's not my favorite artist. Ooh. Um, yeah, he's definitely he's definitely one of my favorite artists. Definitely, current like artists, in terms yeah. of current artists, he is definitely one of my favorites on the scene. Mm-hmm. Um, rising on the scene, rising on the scene. Because mm-hmm. from these last couple projects that we've listened to, I'm. Not gonna say favorite, but I'm definitely interested in what's to come. And we are talking about that artist from Florida, Denzel Curry. Carol City. Ooh. That's right, Denzel Curry. You don't even think when you think Carol City, you think Rick Ross. Yeah. So when you when you see an artist like Denzel Curry coming out of Carol City, you're like, Oh shit, like the amount of versatile that's a that's from coming from Florida is amazing. Yeah, um, there's a lot of a lot of artists coming out of there, um, especially like recently, the last few years. But they've been on the wave for at least like what 
uh, like 2010s on, yeah. like mid 2010s. Yeah, you know? and, and he been was rising the, and rising and rising. And yeah. he's been he was one of the first to like come out of there, mm-hmm. honestly. Yeah. Um, so it makes a lot of sense. He started from high school. It so. does. So the first two albums we're gonna be talking about. Well. The play, it's I a would, playlist would, and an EP. Would, oh, okay, because I was gonna say he been he been busy this year. Yeah, yeah he, he has. has he's been busy the so. first two months. <laughs> yeah, he just has. Started. The year just started, and, and he's he released. Been, he's been busy for a month. He's re- he's released a playlist and an EP with the, with one of the favorite white boys of the year, Kenny Beats, who he's, who we've spoken about oh, many yeah. times. I think that's definitely one of our favorite producers. Yeah, especially in the last decade, but um. Or at least in the last couple of years. Yeah, definitely <laughs> the last couple of um, years. <laughs> the playlist is Blood In, Blood Out, and the EP is Untouched. Unlocked. Unlocked. Why do I have Dang. Untouched? I am bugging today. It's been a long this week. Man. <laughs> it's okay. It's been a long week. But um, that man has been, that man's been busy. But he hasn't been, well. I feel no, like he's definitely been busy, though. He's like, been busy, Yeah. But last yeah. year he released Zoo. The year before that he released Taboo, and now he's already, like, it's so January. What is it? January sixth, he released Blood In Plus Blood Out, and then we have February seventh, where he released Unlocked. That's thirty-one days in between two different projects. That's, that's crazy. That's a very busy artist. It and just, he just turned twenty-five. Just turned twenty-five on February sixteenth. Yeah. But the thing with because we're talking about Blood, well, we're gonna start with Blood In Blood Out. Mm-hmm. He was hinting that since um, November twenty eighteen, he had a post. Um, with bl- the title Blood In, Blood Out, and That Red Moon in November 2018. So I feel like with Blood In, Blood Out, it's more of like, this is like Denzel's Curry More Life. <laughs> okay, the, if you if you want to talk... Not, not material-wise. No, no, I know. <laughs> <laughs> you just hit a, you hit a sensitive spot right I there. I know, I did. I know, but, I did. But, well, he was like, the, only thing, the only thing that I would say about that is that if More Life was anything like this in terms of like hard-hitting... In your face, the number of tracks that are on this. Uh, oh yeah, more life was like you know more more oh, life God. runs for over it runs forever and yeah, it has so playlist. many tracks. That shit's still going on. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and it's and it's not very good. It's very inconsistent. There's some good tracks and some a lot of just complete Bullshit. throwaway tracks. Um, Denzel Curry instead gives us just like hard hitting track after hard hitting track, and it just all flows perfectly, like very seamlessly. There's no real time to breathe. It's just constant hit after hit after hit, and it's a uh, it's in it amounts to 13 minutes. So you kind of have to be Angelo. When did uh, Taboo come out? Taboo released uh, was wasn't it the summer of 2018? Yes, and so Kadeem saying that it was hinted at that Blood in Blood Out around Oof. November Remember. of 2018. So this makes complete sense. In my opinion, Blood In, Blood Out is like a continuation of him. I feel like, you remember, Taboo is split up into three different acts, uh, light, gray, and dark. Mm -hmm. And I feel like Blood In, Blood Out is like a doubling down of gray and dark, in my opinion, with the way it's done and uh, its aggression. Because light had uh, the first act. It was more pop sounds. It was... It was brighter, even though there were dark well, moments. You had of the course, real still. groovy LA style track, uh, a Cash Maniac. Is yes, what you're Cash talking about. Maniac. Yeah. Thank you. But there was other <laughs> tracks like that. There was like no, no. But I'm saying like the first, that first cut, uh, the first what is it like first four or five tracks, like had that kind of song, yes. which, which is not something that you're gonna hear in the gray or uh, dark part nope. of the album. Yeah, yeah. yeah. 
the bottle In my wonderland, I'm back on my Alice. Back in my palace, I'm fly like Aladdin. Serving my fans on my dope, cause they addicts. Haters mad, cause I'm on top like an addict. And if it's beef, then we shoot in sporadic. Game is like Disney, my words are like magic. I like black Beatles, but act like Black Sabbath. I smoke the OZ when shit gets erratic. You see my future, but you cannot have it. But Blood and Blood Out fits more of the gray and the dark, in my opinion. We touched on Denzel a little bit before, but not to this extent. Um, we wanted to cover Zoo. We never got around to it. Um, there was so much music that came out around the time of Zoo. Right. So, you know, I think it's important to understand the reason why Denzel does his uh, makes like a one and the three. Yeah. And makes them together. You do you know what? Like, no, I was gonna ask you why. Oh, okay. So, so the one three thing, just to be clear, like he uses a one and a three to represent the letter B. Mm-hmm. So I just want that to be clear before yeah. you go ahead. Go ahead. Denzel said on a press statement for his EP B that came out before Taboo. Taboo is the prequel to Taboo. Uh, depending on how you view it, he said the ideology behind the number thirteen is the number is actually the representation of B. And B is the letter beginning of the word black. 13 is seen as unfortunate, unlucky number due to this superstition that plagues society for generations. I'm considered misfortune due to the fact that I'm not only a black person, but I've felt that my heart and my soul was black due to certain circumstances in my life. And that I haven't yet to got over. And you don't have to be African-American to feel that way. 13 is all around us. For example, 13 is a difficult age for most because it's our path to adulthood. Jesus and 12 disciples make 13, according to the big rube. And lastly, the 13th floor was always seen as something to be afraid of worldwide. 13 is the part of an unfortunate, distorted life. That's what Denzel Curry sees 13 as. But it's like he uses it as B and like the meaning, like short-term black. So... It just makes sense, and I could see the reason why he has that feeling. You know, if you think about a lot of things that has happened in Denzel Curry's life, he lost his brother. Uh, what's his brother's name? Tree? Yeah, Tree. Yes, he lost his brother Tree to a police officer tasing him, and he never recovered from those injuries. He lost his friend XX Tentacion. Um, he was molested as a child. He said that on the Breakfast Club. So that anger and frustration in his music comes from a dark place. And, you know, he appeals to a lot of people that have those feelings within them. And you don't have to be a certain race to, like, gravitate towards Denzel Curry. That's the reason why Denzel relates or, like, really was into, like, your Kid Cuddies of the world, your Kurt Cobains of the world. There's a reason why he was was close to and... Um, still friends with uh, Billie Eilish. So this all makes sense. The moon on the front cover of Blood In, Blood Out is a lunar eclipse, but it's also another name for it is a blood moon, and it's in reference to, you know, just that dark presence, that dark energy that uh, that's inside of him and everything and what he feels on a daily basis. Getting into what Blood In, Blood Out means, which is the first thing you hear, on the project, you hear like a sample that says blood in, blood out. I found this information, which is pretty easy to find, 
from a, I mean, I think this genius annotator put it way better than any of us probably could have. So I'm just going to quote this person for the intro where he says, this is a sample from the 1993 movie Blood In, Blood Out. It comes from a scene in which the leader of a prison gang, La Onda, initiating a new member into the gang. The saying has meaning, indicating that a new member of a gang must kill someone for entrance into the gang and cannot leave the gang unless he is killed. So that is the first thing you hear on this project. And then obviously, I don't think that uh, Denzel Curry is killing anybody, but it's sort of it's sort of just referencing this kind of mentality, right? You have this brotherhood, this uh, this group of people. Some of them are from you know Curry's history with Raider Clan, yeah, which I'm sure we'll get into in a little bit, um, and also just uh, people who he's probably just has close relationships with. Deem, have you ever listened to any of Raider Clan? No, no, no. <clears throat> I think probably once. Oh, I was about to say, did you? I'm assuming you you know of Space, yeah, oh, Space okay. Ghost Perp, yeah. Yeah, yeah. No, yeah. Space Ghost. Blah, blah, space Ghost Perp and all that. Is, that is not a name that rings off the tongue. <laughs> it doesn't. Like, <laughs> but yeah. I, I've never deep dove into yeah. Raider Clan. He was on a lot of, not on a lot of, but he was a part of Rocky's first mixtape, like Long Love ASAP. Like they, He was on a few tracks and there was a lot of influence there. Like you could tell mm-hmm. there, there was a mold, because both of them like 3 Six Mafia. Yeah. So it's like they connected that way. But, you know, Space Ghost Perp and ASAP Rocky's uh, relationship grew sour. Yeah. You don't have to get into that. No, I'm not. I'm <laughs> just saying that part. Um, Raider Clan has like 34 members. Mm-hmm. It's so huge. And they were like one of the first big hip hop groups to come out. They started in like 2008. So that was before. I think know, it was 2009. But like, oh, okay. But, That's still uh, around the time where you had. Early ASAPs, so. yeah, and mm-hmm. stuff like that. So they they were all like clicking with each other around that time. Space Ghost Perp asked Denzel to join the group, mm-hmm. and you got to think of a lot of what Raider Clan's music was back then because they they're you know they're split apart now because Space Ghost Perp destroyed a lot of the relationships with a lot of the people, people in the clan. Their genre was like a lot of like horrorcore, which so we're talking like Big L, Eminem, yeah. hardcore hip hop, DMX, stuff like that. Um, you got to think of like Kid Cudi, of course, as an influence because of like the dark places that they would go with their music. That's what they it's embraced. It's crazy how you can mix Kid Cudi and Big L. Well, you know, <laughs> we're, we're talking about hardcore hip hop, but that's DMX, ODB as well. With oh, no, that as that's well. what I'm saying. It's crazy when you can mix the emotions of Kid Cudi and DMX. Not even because DMX is emotional in the sense. Um, look at how Kid Cudi spits his lyrics, and look how DMX spits his lyrics. They're both emotional, but they're mm. both going to get their emotions out in two different Completely ways. Completely different ways. Very, very different yeah. ways. So it's like, huh? But all that, all that, <laughs> all that subject matter, along with the production styles of a group like Three Six Mafia. Yeah, it's basically like the weirdest melting pot that works. It's like a pot of gumbo that you didn't think would work that's the reason i mean it makes sense that it was like 34 members deep because if you're gonna do so many different stylings like that then you're gonna have people that it's like a melting pot with so many different variations well you have like this very obviously you have the darker tones the depressing tones the sort of anxiety that's in the music nightmarish angst uh, angst uh anger aggression it's all gives you it's uh, all in that same sort of realm obviously 
like you said, those artists are very different, but it's all in the same sort of place, I think. I like feel like it took like it takes like early Lincoln Park, but Mesa Black. <laughs> oh, that's boy. a good. I mean, that's not. He's not too wrong about yeah. that. Definitely, I, I kind of agree with that. Because Lincoln Park ways. had the, you still had the rock elements, but yeah, with a hint of hip hop. Yeah, I guess so. I would. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I understand I, what you're saying for and sure. Also, too, you gotta think of Raider Clan helped pave the way for a lot of the artists that came out of the SoundCloud scene. Mm-hmm. Um, but sadly, which Spain, is, which is the oh. Florida scene. Yeah, like, all yeah. the all those Florida, Florida guys, Lil yes. Pump. You had XXX Tentacion. You have Ski Mask, uh, Ski Mask Slump God. Yeah, there's, there's it, a lot of people who have come out of there. With this, with Smoke this perp. project, it's crazy. It's, it's like, it's like. Denzel went back to those roots. That's though, exactly what he did. Because you can only listen to this on YouTube or SoundCloud. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So it's like, like when you sent it, when you sent it, I was like, where the fuck <laughs> is this shit? Yeah. Yo, we were mad for so long because, like, yo, how are we going to find this thing? I want to listen to this thing, like, without being on YouTube. It's actually a good point that you make about, like, how he's going back to his roots and maybe the reason why it's posted you'd have to think it's with purpose right like it's intentional why it was only placed on those platforms and it has something to do with going back to his roots and maybe where he started with his music and the way he used to release his music versus putting it on something that's more commercial like apple music or spot well i think it is on spotify but apple music in particular no okay so spotify apple music Title. uh, title you know you won't find it on these places a lot of the samples from Blood In, Blood Out has uh, samples from stuff that Space Ghost Perp has created and or 3-6 Mafia or people who have worked in association with the Raider Clan. That A lot of the production from there comes from that time period. So, yeah, it makes complete sense that he is going back to his roots with that. But it also still feels like it's still... Of course, it's still Denzel Curry, and it still feels like that sound that he was creating with Taboo. So, yeah, it it I'd definitely... Right. He's leaning into that sort of influence that he's had from being a part of Raider Clan. Yeah. I mean, Charlie Sheen samples Space Ghost Perps like a stripper. Yes. Uh, there's the False God Freestyle, which samples Space Ghost Perps devil shit. Um, it also interpolates... Everybody dies in their nightmares by XXX Tentacion. Mm-hmm. Uh, you have there, there's a lot of things that are sampled here. There's also changed by Rob Banks, which is sampled in. Um, I'm not sure what this is supposed to say. The the push the pusher. I don't know what he's trying to say here. The title the oh, PX the PX SH six XD shit basically. Yeah. It samples changed by Rob Banks, who was also a part of Raider Clan. Yes. So there's a lot of things that are sampled here from Raider Clan, despite uh, except for like the intro, which is samples Three Six Mafia mm-hmm. in a very distorted way. But they, of course, Raider Clan used like they were influenced by the production of Three Six Mafia. Um, Angel, didn't you, when you listened to Taboo the first time, didn't you feel like, and then he went to Zoo after, didn't you feel like you wish that he? Uh, like push the envelope more with Taboo after listening to Zoo in some ways? Um, I don't remember feeling that way. I'm not sure how, I can't remember how I felt the first time I listened to Taboo. That was such a long no, time No, I'm ago. talking about like after repeated listens. Well, like, yeah. what I would say about Taboo is that um, it it just feels like an artist that was still growing, right? Like the, the, the light, uh, 
the light part of the album, the gray part and the dark part weren't distinct enough, I felt like, mm-hmm. um, when listening to that project. Um, I felt like it had a strong atmosphere, but after listening to something like Blood In and Blood Out, uh, it makes me feel like, oh, well, this feels like the atmosphere he probably was trying to achieve with a project like Taboo. And I, I, I like Taboo because of its sort of the themes that are going on in that project, the darker themes, and you're basically getting the same thing here. It's just um, maybe it's it's way more aggressive. I say very, remove the light, remove Act 1. Yes, it's, it's very aggressive. Yeah. It's very in-your-face. But, I, I mean, the, the thing about this is that I, I feel like the, the sort of nightmarish tone mm-hmm. is so focused in these 13 minutes. I mean, Denzel Curry comes in. He sounds like a, a beast. He doesn't this even... Is- like the whole point is like not sounding human at times, right? Like false. You can, it's real distorted and like when I was, you know, when I was listening to it, because you know previously, I had an issue with, with with your man Peggy, <laughs> <laughs> and his music. This distorted. This didn't bother me as much as I thought it would. It kind of had. Well, that's me. because Peggy gave you the litmus test. So <laughs> now, dead eyes, he did. But um. You can still hear lyrics, um, but like I was telling you guys before we started recording, I felt like Denzel has a lot of WWF, like 90s WWF, WWE, Undertaker, Sting, Edge, Christian, like that kind of feel to it. You mean like the themes? Yeah, with the themes. Yeah, I mean, I wouldn't know about that because I wasn't into that stuff, but I I was. Yeah, I'm sure you guys would know better about that than I would. Yeah, so like. That's interesting. I wouldn't have thought that, but it's not surprising at all because Denzel Curry constantly makes pop culture references. It is. Mm -hmm. It's crazy because you have, when you think WWE, especially now, you have have Wale, you have Mm -hmm. Westside Gun, you have people that distinctly say, listen, I'm a wrestling fan. Denzel Curry doesn't come off like. A nigga that's supposed to be at a wrestling. <laughs> oh no, he's a wrestling. Fan. But he has, he has, he has. Um, I think Ricky, his song, a song. Yeah, called yeah, R- Ricky yeah. Off a of zoo. Off yeah. a of zoo. On, and they're fighting in the backyard. Yeah, like, in like a it was used for ring. it was used for a WWE match. Yeah. So it's like it's just real connected in certain ways. That's why I, I messed with it a lot. It just what, felt zoo? nostalgic. Oh, oh, nah, I'm talking about a lot of yeah. It felt, felt nostalgic. Yeah. Did. Have you have you heard? Uh, I was going to bring this up later, but Kadeem, have you heard of the uh, the Red Bull Zeltron Worldwide event that um, Denzel Curry does? No, I was li- looking at that, <laughs> and I was like, "What the fuck is this?" Like before looking at it, I was like, "What the fuck is this?" I'm surprised because their first okay, I'll explain. So Red Bull approached Denzel Curry, and they were like, "Hey, we want to collaborate with you. Anything that you want to think of, I know you got these ideas." Go ahead. He be popping in people's houses and all that. <laughs> he came in J.I.D. crib. I, like, I ain't gonna lie. Somebody just pop in my house. <laughs> I might have to swing on So he was like, oh, you know, any ideas you have, you know, let us know. So the idea he had was, I'm gonna take people who are my contemporaries and we're gonna have a competition with each other in a wrestling ring. And it's gonna be pretty much a makeshift wrestling ring slash concert. It's it's so I'm just saying like oh my god so this is what Red Bull Zeltron Worldwide is because I saw him he name he calls he goes by the name Zeltron yes it's one of his personas one of his one of his many personas Zeltron six billion is all his personas rolled into one 
Listen, he think he, he, he a transformer. This is, so, yeah, he does. <laughs> you know, come on now. He, he the black moon transformer. So the reason why you brought up wrestling and everything, it makes complete sense. These rounds are done. Their first, His first opponent was... J-I-D. No, no, his first opponent was a favorite of yours. And you know we like them too, of course. Flatbush Zombies. Mm. That was his first opponent. You should know this. That's, I'm surprised. Now, I was watching the JID episode. I didn't that just get... came out, right? Yeah. Okay. And then he goes, he's going to go against Rico Nasty later the, on yeah. next month. So his first opponent was Flatbush Zombies. And the way that the rounds go, it's a five-round contest and 10 songs, of course, all together. Yeah. Sometimes they'll have special guests come on in between rounds and everything like that. It's all about the competition. It's all about, like getting the fans involved like sometimes denzel is like in the crowd and start his songs in there and then he'll be he'll be like carried or like you know he'll ride on top of people then go into the ring so it's crazy and it's just there like it's a lot of fan interaction it reminds me of wrestling so it's like hey you know this is kind of when you bring up edge's theme song and the undertaker and those dark themes like that it makes complete sense that you know, it's well. like you think you know me. Yeah, you think you know me. <laughs> oh boy. <laughs> so just like just focusing solely on the music, right? Like, mm-hmm. um, so we get into the tracks, uh, and the first track that you hear, I can't. What's the name of it? Uh, Charlie Sheen. So we go into Charlie Sheen, which features Ghost Main, right? Yeah, Ghost Main. And we're we're immediately like thrown into this, like, I mean, Denzel Curry's just. Freestyling basically. He's just going as hard as he can on this thing. And oh, uh, go ahead, Blake. Can I describe this album? At the, this project as one match in wrestling. <laughs> <laughs> this whole this whole thing is hell in a cell. You, you, oh, okay. You gotta... <laughs> oh, anyway, so he, he's just going hard on this track, um, and Ghostmane, and I think this is consistent with pretty much every single artist that's featured on this project. They pretty much match Denzel Curry's energy just bar for bar. It, it happens over and over, right? Even on Evil Twin, you have Zillakami, one of the catchiest tracks on the album. Um, Zillakami's also been on his track on Taboo, uh, Vengeance, right? That also features yes. JPEG Mafia. Yes. <laughs> but, Peggy! Uh, <laughs> What's up, Peggy? Yeah, but Zillakami... Love you, kid. <laughs> Zillakami also is just incredibly catchy. And sort of matches that sort of monster-like energy that Denzel Curry's bringing to the table on this project. I'm not 
We continue to have that sort of distort. The distortion's all throughout this project, mm -hmm. right? It's it's very consistent. Um, this, like I said, the nightmares feel, the gloomy feel. We jump into tracks like, what is it? Welcome to the future. Yeah, welcome yeah. to the future. Which collaborates a, with Xavier Wolf, who was also a Raider Clan member. Another Raider Clan member, former Raider Clan member, obviously. Yes. So the way these guys sort of flow into each other so smoothly, it's they just have amazing chemistry, I think. Pretty much, and it happens every single time, which I think is kind of hard to accomplish when you have, I think it's four different features. You have Ghost Mane, you have Xavier Wolf, you, you have, have uh, who, are, who are the other ones? There's AK from the Underachievers, mm -hmm. right? And. Zillakami. Zillakami. So mm -hmm. all four of these guys come in like... I like the Underachievers a lot. Yeah. They, they all come in really hard on this project. They 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 match him sort of perfectly. And I think if you're not paying too close attention, it's it's sort of hard to know... What's going on. Like, yeah. yeah. Or, that, or who's spitting at the same time. Like, exactly. Well, like Evil Twin, energy. they're like... They're back and forth. Him and Zillakami are back and forth. You don't know who's like talking because it's they're talking at the same time. Yeah. So. so it's it's I think just that kind of energy and vibe that they have going is just really impressive, especially when you only have thirteen minutes. You have four features in thirteen minutes? Like on eight tracks. I was gonna say well, seven tracks because the first yeah, track the is the intro is just So you, know. you I mean that's really hard to do and do it well. It's so easy for one of those people to sort of mess up and kind of mess up the project with it. Hey, Xavier, does Xavier Wolf to you guys sound a lot like Juicy J and Project Pat? Like when listening to him? I didn't I didn't think that. I got to think about it. I yeah. Could, I could see it. But I got like a lot. The cadence. Yeah. Yeah. I was thinking of my uh, my favorite track from there is definitely uh, False God Freestyle. Like False God Freestyle. So good. It samples Devil Ship by Space Ghost Perp. It's very passionate. It shows what makes Denzel tick. Uh, he really raps about using this alter ego like, and trying to push to become a better artist and you know, to be God level in his own right. If you hear in the background, he uses, like Dispute said earlier, everybody dies in their nightmares from XXX Tentacion. And he says, you know, everybody dies, everybody lives. Every uh, in the nightmares, I stare at the motherfucking light. Everybody dies, everybody lives. In the, a nightmare, I stare in the new inside. You know, he channels his friends' words to show that he still sees the light and advances forward to become a better person, even though he's surrounded by the darkness of his nightmares. And it's very fitting, and then it goes into the next song. It flows so well into the next song after that, which is uh, the one push shit, uh, 6X, yeah. and all that stuff like that, which is like more or less. Yeah, P thank you. Which is um, more or less from the lyrics that I've gotten, more like Denzel back in high school and dealing with a, a relationship, like, or trying to, um, trying to get a girl's interest in everything. 
Um, Which is not really the main focus of this whole project. No, <laughs> no, of course. It just was like, yeah. but it still works because the atmosphere still fits. I think the atmosphere on this thing is really what carries it, right? And, and also, if we just take each individual track and just put it by itself, mm. I don't think like this album stra- stands as strong just track for track. But when you put all these tracks together, that's what makes it so immersive. That's what makes like they sort of just build off of each other, um, in terms of their overall energy. And and going back to False Gods Freestyle, I mean, like that's also probably it's probably my favorite track, or at least that sequence of tracks from Welcome, Welcome to the Future, to uh, False Gods Freestyle, to Push It or whatever the hell it's called, but Push It. <laughs> we'll just say that. So those three, that sequence of those three tracks, I think, is just incredible. But um, going to False Gods Freestyle, um, just I think the sort of dreamy kind of vibe on that track in particular feels so focused. It's only one minute long. That track is incredibly short, and it's it's. I wish he gave us more there, but at the but same time, he gives time, us so much. Like, yeah, he gives so, gives so much in one minute. Yeah, I think with all thirteen, well, with all eight tracks in that thirteen minutes, you're like, you want more. It's interesting too because when you think about the different albums and he's he talks about how he's searching to find another personality so he can go like i said so he can move forward and create this new sound or create more projects and become this better being pretty much and denzel touched on that he has been he's been in interviews where he spoke about his different personalities and how he uses them with different albums he said i still approach each one as denzel curry I just gave them each of my personalities. The first personality I came out with was Aquarius Killer. It was perfect. Then I came out with Raven Miyagi, and my bars got smarter. And when I came out with Denny Cascade, I had no game. I became Denny Cascade and got game. Like, this is on some real-life shit. I'm not going to talk about music. Like, each personality that I made in my own mind, I just became. Like, I was not a smooth nigga. I created a personality that was so smooth in my head, I actually felt and believed that I was that person. And when I became that person, I started noticing how I was picking up females and how I was talking. Like, the whole slang, the swag was different from my personality. And then he says, Zeltron is the more self-aware Denzel Curry. He's like Ultimate Denzel Curry, but the second version of Ultimate Denzel Curry. So, he uses these all of these different types of personalities. And that's why you have all these versatile albums. That's why you have Taboo. That's why you have Zoo. That's why you have Blood In and Blood Out. And that's why you have the next project we're going to talk about, Unlocked. It just all makes sense when thinking about it. I don't know how how much more there is to say about Blood In plus Blood Out, but, I mean, you have the obvious Trap Banger, which is No Pen, No Pad. Yeah. Uh, That's on there as well. Which, um... I think has some pretty strong lyrics on it as yeah, well. Yeah, it does. Like he goes into heavy, heavier detail on Zoo, but it touches on some of the stuff from Speedboat, like just not going back to where he lives anymore because what's there for him is not what's needed to benefit him. There's just going to be bit, people there are going to ask for handouts for money and then older people are going to ask like, oh, where are the women at? And Denzel Curry doesn't need that type of energy around him. No pen, no pen. Like a 
And these are some of the things that he go into more detail about in Speedboat. Speedboat is a more tragic song. He's, he's talking about how he misses XXX Tentacion, his friend who died, who was living in Miami when he got shot. Yeah. And it's very sad. One of my favorite bars, though, from No Pen, No Pad is when he says, these niggas say I'm the future, my Kai Pfeiffer. Now, in 8 Mile, Makai Pfeiffer's character used to tell Eminem's character, you're the future. And he was pushing him to go in these rap battles to go against competition that he thought that he knew that he could beat, but you know he didn't have the confidence. And Makai Pfeiffer's character kept telling him, no, you're the future, you can do this. So I, I, I like that. And, and also, too, uh, No Pen, No Pad also brings up the fact that he freestyled this all off the top of his head. And most of Zoo was freestyled. Only one song wasn't freestyled in Zoo. Gotcha. Yeah. And I mean, No Pen, No Pad has some pretty hard-hitting lines and probably some of the, like, the cleanest lines on that project that you could, I think, yeah, definitely. you can hear pretty clearly. Um, for two minutes, that's really it's a hell of a song. Like. Yeah, it's it's a it's a pretty strong, like I said, trap hanger. But on no pen, no pad in particular, right? There are bars on here that I think are just kind of brutal. Denzel's obviously delivery throughout this thing is pretty brutal, but it's also like some of the things that he says on here are just I think it's it's like a massacre, basically. <laughs> so a massacre to who though? So I'm gonna I'm gonna go ahead and just quote the lines. <laughs> I'm gonna quote the lines. So fuck a rap name, fuck a rap chain, fuck the whole game, impregnate, abort my kids upon her face, fuck a new bitch in the next day. Uh. It's not about you, it's not about God, it's not about race, take K. Why the devil gonna hate? Leave a nigga chalked out line, no trace, so okay. I mean, the whole thing is is God basically damn. yeah, it's pretty brutal, but it can be basically be interpreted as Denzel saying fuck you to a bunch of rappers and it's he's saying it's like it's not it doesn't have anything to do with god or race or anything like that he's just gonna leave you ch like outline in chalk right mm -hmm. and dead that's it so it's i think the way he delivers these kinds of lines which we see a lot more on the following project on unlocked oh god we just unlocked get it this. over and over on that project but um it's sort of like just a small taste of the kind of like punch lines that Denzel Curry can deliver, mm -hmm. and it's still here on this project. It's, it's not, not quite as, as present, yeah. and uh, obviously that's not the main focus. It's mm -hmm. just like one of those moments where I was like, God damn, um, that I had to bring up. You don't have to do that, <clears throat> Denzel. Denzel. Why you do that to them? Why you got to shit on the rap ah! game? <laughs> but that's his whole thing is artistry. Like He's yeah. not really in it. For, oh, like, he course. doesn't really wear jewelry like that and everything. Like <clears throat> Zoo was like the most decked out he there ever is. was really on the front cover. Well, it's appropriate. It's, yeah, it's, it's Miami. It's Miami lifestyle, but yeah. on a regular day, like how he is, he's, he's not really. You could tell he's real, just chilled. Yeah. Like, 
That's not his thing. His thing is about the artistry of rap. And when you see the type of things that he's been doing, even with the, like I said, the Red Bull Zeltron worldwide, that's like, that's the artistry of rap. Like, it's just it's collaborating with people that collaborating, he... Collaborating, yeah. battling. It's competition at the mm-hmm. end of the day. Is there anything else that, like, are there any things, any problems that you guys had with this project? It's too short. It's <laughs> too short. Okay. Is there anything else that you can let... I don't have a problem with it. Um, like anything that stood out that was like, well, that maybe could have been done better or anything like that. Well, I didn't look at it like that because um, <clears throat> these are like throwaway tracks, I felt like. I feel yeah, like, like these, were, these were stash tracks. Like we were going to get them on a major project. He wasn't selling them. So that's why I don't feel like nothing needed to improve or he didn't. you didn't, you didn't need to take anything away from it. I mean, I, I would give them a little bit more credit than throwaway tracks, but I do get what you're saying by like, I'm not saying like yeah, I know these are these, these were like extra yeah. tracks. Yeah, these yeah. are these are tracks that weren't yeah. going to make his major projects. Of course, but he put them together so well that if he finished these tracks, he could have made a major project out of these. Yeah, tracks. it it feels like something where a case where it's impressive how he was able to piece these tracks together and make it so smooth and seem like just a very I mean, I wouldn't say a complete experience, but it was definitely an it experience. Opened yeah, it wasn't like, oh, well, this track is one style and this track is a completely different style. It's like, no, this is this feels like something. Nah, yeah. a good example, <laughs> like like you said, you said throwaway tracks, right? And yeah. everything, but way better. A good example of that is a favorite of Dispute over here. If you're reading this, it's too late. You know, Drake said those are throwaway tracks, yeah. but those are some of those tracks are like just some as his good best or better yeah. than if you um, nothing was the same. Yep. So, you know, yeah, so makes complete sense. I mean, if if there is any issue that I do have with this project, which it's I mean, there's not a lot of time to have a lot of issues. The only thing that kind of bugged me was uh, like Denzel Curry obviously makes a lot of pop culture references, a lot of video game references, a lot of cartoon references That's in his, his MMO. music. Yeah. yeah, he's always done that. There are times where I feel like it can come across as a little bit lazy, and most of the time I I mean I really enjoy it. He is one of my favorite up and coming artists, for sure. But that doesn't mean that it always lands. I don't think it always lands as cleanly, especially on the track, the last track on the album, which is Gogeta. And Kadeem's uh, favorite tracks. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I always go against the grain with the track. <laughs> like I, I think it's a good track. Uh, the only like real issues that I had with the track was uh, the sort of Derek Jeter reference, which is ironic because I'm a huge Yankee fan. Like probably a bigger Yankee fan than like 99 percent of people. The spew is like you but, need to do a better job. If you go yeah, reference res- the respect, captain, you need to do a better job. I respect just, the Yankee pride. <laughs> Pinstripes all day. Yes, all day. <laughs> it does come across like a little bit lazy on the chorus. He goes, I got heaters, yeah. Now my name go Jeter, yeah. Uh. Derek Jeter, yeah. Not gonna get out his sneakers, yeah. Uh, yeah. Got he seekers, yeah. Go hard like go Jeter, yeah. Uh. Derek Jeter, yeah. Not gonna get out his sneakers, uh, yeah. yeah. <laughs> That's how it went. Yeah, so like... I get what he's saying. He's basically saying he swings like Derek Jeter, so he'll knock you out of your sneakers. It just seems really lazy. Like, I don't understand. But the graphic colorness of it, though. Yeah. <laughs> I, you, if you go back to Gogeta, that's Goku. The Gogeta stuff I like. I like the. And then he says, <laughs> time to make a spirit bomb. When it, he says that, it ties all together. of that stuff works. <laughs> Look, he, he, he's paying respect to how hard. No, 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 It's the only part on the album where I like, I cringe a little bit because I feel like 
I don't feel like it you flows. You know who beat Brawley? <laughs> Gogeta. <laughs> like, I don't feel like it flows as well as he thinks it does. I just, ah, it's okay. It's not the worst line, but it's definitely one of those references where I'm just like, hey, but like I you said, couldn't do something better are, there. These are throwaway tracks. You're not. Yeah. It's not. It's not something that. Yeah, obviously, and this is and this builds off of well, it's sort of similar to the other track off of Taboo, which is Super Saiyan Superman. Yeah, so, he made both of those at the same time. Exactly. So it's a pretty similar track to that one. But yeah, that's the only like real issue. Other than that, the the AK feature was pretty good on that track. Mm-hmm. But AK does have kind of like another line where I'm just like, really? Like, I could have thought of that in my sleep. I'm sorry. Like, was it another Yankee line? No, no. It's oh. the dragon. It's the Dragon Ball. Like he says, like, oh yeah, the girl's sucking on his Dragon Balls until he sees. Yeah, it's just like <laughs> that, was, that was funny as hell. It's the silliest, oh, like, kind of like. You could tell they was in the studio just bullshit. Yeah. <laughs> that is the only way I can excuse it. Like, it's every other line on there. It's like, the thing is, like, the music pauses. The production pauses for that moment. Why? Yeah. It's not a good moment. Mm-hmm. It's just like, uh, it's, okay. And it's also sure. interesting how that track ends. It ends with, like, a sample of someone saying Black Power and, like, repeated. And. I kind of took it as like, you know, black power as in just as a culture, but I also took it as like black power, like what's within him, what he has, like his darkness and using that to his advantage in his music. So that was a very interesting sample at the end that he used in everything. Right. I agree with that. Mm-hmm. So that's that's really the only issues that I had overall. I think this is like a really, really strong 13 minutes. Like just uh, I think it's it's really hard to like. I think deliver that much in such little time, and I, I'm really impressed with it. Oh yeah, it's 13. Like 13. Minutes come on now, I know some artists that can't get away with that in 13 minutes. Of course not. <laughs> and a month later, he gone. He dropped unlocked, unlocked which eight, eight, we, 18 more minutes. Well, yeah, <laughs> 18 more minutes exactly. Oh, Unfortunately, man. I don't think we have enough time to get through those, uh, get through unlocked today, uh, or at least for this episode. Because uh, we went we ahead really, and spoke really, a lot about. We really made an hour out of. Well, we made an hour out of blood in blood out. <laughs> Give or take. We made forty nine minutes out of it. That's what happened. That's, that's crazy. Yeah, I know. Fuck it, play Gogeta. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god. any finishing thoughts like about this project in particular that you guys have um i did i do wish he um released this 
Now I don't even wish he would release this in 2018 when he was supposed when he said when he um posted it. I think it's good for now. I think um, I'm glad he sat on it. Yeah, I I think if he went back, finished the tracks, updated it a little bit, it could have been a dope full project where you he can still get this shit off at concerts, touring. He could yeah. still oh, get this definitely. shit off. Yeah, no problem. But um, brings the energy. What yeah, I think, it definitely brings the energy. What I think will be interesting is what comes next, right? Like, I think that the atmosphere that he had on this project is probably the strongest atmosphere he's ever like achieved on a project and it was only 13 minutes and like you said it was throwaway tracks and Mm -hmm. i feel like if he can sort of maintain or build on that kind of atmosphere along with just i I think his overall uh, versatility his lyrical ability uh, all of his skills i think that uh we could have something that uh is really exceptional um, building off of an album like Taboo, because this really builds off of Taboo and not necessarily Zoo. No, definitely not. Um, It relates to Taboo, especially with the 13. Exactly. Exactly. So it makes sense. Uh, One thing I have to say is that um, this is like a throwaway thing, but the intro, I swear, it sounded like Muffle Buster Rhymes. I was searching forever to see if I could find (laughs) a song that sounded like it, and I couldn't find it, Dean. Yeah. I was, I, I heard it. I was like, "What the fuck?" It sounded close, to like Buster Rhymes' first album, "The Coming." Oh, but it, I couldn't find a track. Like it was so close. I was just it like, might, "It might be in there. Who knows?" The only like, one that we know is that Three Six Mafia was sampled on there. Yes. Once I, once you have to gave me this shit, I was like, and y'all told me I couldn't find it on Apple Music, title or Spotify. Mm-hmm. I said. These things got me fucked up. <laughs> <laughs> but I, pre- I I did enjoy this 13 yeah. minutes. Um, I listened to it probably like 20 times. Yeah. Because mm-hmm. you can really something. listen to this shit 20 times. It's 13 times. minutes. Yeah, very the, easy I to do that. I listened to it like over and over again. Um, yeah. So uh, we, we got to come back though because we definitely have. We'll we got to talk about Unlock. We're going to talk about Unlock, Unlock next yeah. time. So, so listen to the next one if you want to hear about that project. Yes. But you know, we mad, we on mad places, yo. You got to say this first. Uh, rest in peace to Pop Smoke. Yo, son. Damn. Yeah. Y'all re- rest in peace, Pop Smoke. Yeah. That, he was only that, 20 years old. Yes. That's that's really super sad. Like, yeah. I think he could have been something. There, There's so many artists that uh, it feels like we've been losing a lot of talent. We have. Every been. year. <clears throat> yeah, Every year. We Every just, year. we lost, uh, what's his name? I can't think of his, why am I blanking right now? Juice, we lost Juice, Juice World. World. Yeah, Juice World. We lost him last year, not that At long ago. At the end of last year. It's yeah. really just it's, really It hasn't sad. been a year since Nipsey died. No, yeah. it hasn't. So, Nipsey, there was Mac obviously. Miller. Mac Miller. Like, it's a lot. Like, yeah. uh, Jadakus had said that the amount of young artists that have died surpasses the amount of, like, artist he's seen die in his career oh that's bad and yeah, he and he started in the 90s yeah, right it, it does yeah. feel like one of those cases where it, it feels like we're seeing a lot more deaths especially of like very Yo. very recognizable young names mm-hmm. and it's it's really depressing honestly I, x is another one too yeah like, I, I know um a lot of people when it comes to pop smoke there's a lot of people who didn't know who pop smoke is yeah. but if you're from the, if you were in the new york scene Pop Smoke was, Pop Smoke had um, 2019 summer. Yeah, he did. So, rest in peace. Condolences to his family. Um, pray for Brooklyn because I know they're going through it. Yeah. Pray for his brother mm-hmm. because a lot of people are saying it's his brother who set him up. Oh, wow. It's, really? it's, oh, it's fucked up. Sheesh. But um, pray for his mom because she had put his, she put her house up 
for his bond when he had got arrested by the FBI the other day oh, for the um, Rolls Royce. It's a lot. He had a lot of potential. I didn't listen to Meet the Woo 2. It was downloaded, but... There's there's a lot of music out there. there. Yeah, it's, it's understandable. understandable so man. it's like, rest in peace, Pop, man. Yeah. Woo in peace. Yeah. Other than that, we could just uh, say... Going into our whole thing, yeah, you know we can find we gotta get out of places. Cause, you know, <laughs> shit gets down. We are on Angela. Where we at? Cause you do this. Shit we're on Instagram. Mm-hmm. We're on Apple Music. Mm-hmm. I mean, we're not I'm Apple Podcast. We are. Uh, <laughs> like, we on Apple Music. We got <laughs> mixtape. We, we can't try a mixtape. Yeah, we should. We should. I did should release that one. Santa Deem mixtape that Kadeem was doing. It's I gotta true. drop another one. <laughs> <laughs> so I mean, we, we Google me, baby. Basically. If you have some sort of podcast app, just look us up. You will find us. Other than that, I would say you could cool. also donate to us or subscribe to us and just you Patreon know, through Patreon and give us five, ten dollars, whatever it is that you one can. Dollar. If you want it to be a one time payment, for one dollar. <laughs> if you want it to be a one time payment, you can make it into a one time payment. Just pay for a month and then cancel if you want to do that. Just so just, just help us out. We trying to we trying to get known. We trying to pay please. some bills. That's right. We hungry. Mm-hmm. That's right. I so, saw. I'm sure you guys are wondering, how the hell do you spell Rappalanius? Yeah. How you spell yeah. that word? So, Rappalanius is obviously a word that we made up. It's rap and miscellaneous. Combined. Of course, of course, of course. It's when you combine those two words. So, Angel, how you spell that bad boy? Okay, so Rappalanius is spelled I'll switch it up on you. Yeah, you see it coming. (laughs) Wow. The guys unpacked a lot of information for a 13 minute playlist. We hope this knowledge helps you understand Denzel Curry. He is a very versatile artist. This ends Rappelanius. Tune in next week to finish our coverage on Denzel Curry's other project, Unlocked, the joint EP with producer Kenny Beats.